you are listening to coding talks podcast with vishnu spend some time with vishnu who has more than 14 years experience in it having worked extensively on applications ranging from enterprise level web and cloud solutions to big data analytical applications he holds strong insight into the microsoft.net technologies microsoft azure and latest technology stacks including node.js xamarin and react this podcast will be available on all leading platforms including spotify apple podcast itunes google podcast and stitcher begin your journey to better understand different programming technologies right now Good evening all. Here it is uh, currently night here in Tiruvannathapuram. Myself, Vishnu Viji. Those of you who were listening to my earlier podcast may know that in this podcast, Coding Talks with Vishnu Viji, that is available on all leading platforms. Every week I will be discussing on some particular technical topic so that the newcomers get a familiarity not just the newcomers everyone who is interested to know a particular technology may get some insights from this particular talk that is what i intended to be i started this podcast around one year back and i were regularly hosting the episodes but past few months i was busy with creating some of the youtube videos in my youtube channel so that is also a good news from my side like i have started a new youtube channel called coding talks with vishnu which is same as the name of this podcast that is available on youtube i also give a link below this particular podcast description so that in case if you are interested to have a video version of the same you can check out the particular channel as well so in that channel i have already included some of the different discussions like the using the different cloud providers like amazon microsoft azure and google feel free to check out that channel as well in addition to that i will be planning to continue this podcast as it is especially an audio podcast because those who were regularly listen may feel a kind of bit odd like, like uh, an approach like uh, some days back i have created an audio version of that same youtube sessions which i were taking and i felt like it not doesn't match that of an pure audio tailored podcast so i i also felt that in mind and i tried to delete all that audio versions of youtube which i uploaded and i plan to include a audio specific version in this podcast uh um for the uh, uh, today as well as for the future episode so that uh, those particular audio based listeners can get a familiarity with that lesson uh, that sessions and not just a an audio version of the youtube one they want or they like to hear So with that in mind I let's start the session today we will be discussing on Cosmos DB which is a NoSQL service from Microsoft Azure So there are two types of categories of database generally comes out in the programming world so one is called the relational database where you have a structured data in place and you can you can relate that data in terms of tables and associated columns and some of the examples of relational db are like the microsoft sql server the oracle mysql postgresql and much more relational db has its own place and when i started programming i was 
ഹോണസ്റ്റ്ലി നോട്ട് അവെയർ ഓഫ് എനി ഓഫ് ദി നോസിക്കൽ ഓപ്ഷൻസ് ഔട്ട് ദയർ ആൻഡ് ഫോർ ഓൾ ദ ആപ്ലിക്കേഷൻ വി വെയർ യൂസിങ് എ റിലേഷണൽ കൈൻഡ് ഓഫ് ഡേറ്റാ ബേസ് ലൈക്ക് ദി സീക്വൽ സെർവർ ഓർ സംടൈംസ് വി ടെൻ ടു യൂസ് ഒറാക്കൽ ഓർ മൈ സീക്വൽ ആസ് വെൽ ഡിപ്പെൻഡിങ് അപ്പോൺ ദി ക്ലയൻസ് റിക്വയർമെൻറ്റ്സ് but nowadays because of the variety of data variety of data as well as the volume of data is that much high so that we need to process so much of things at a particular point of time that relational database is not capable of that much of scalability relational databases can scale up to a limit like uh, for example some types of structured data data we can easily fit that inside a relational database in terms of tables and associated tables we can set relations between them we can set different different columns like in the case of a familiar example like employee where we create an employee table we set a different set of attributes in terms of columns we have data in terms of rows and columns and we can easily query by using a language like sql and similarly we can set associated data in uh, rela- related tables like employee account or something and we can set foreign key relations between those so those are the kind of approaches we usually follow in relational database but relational database has a limitation that in case if we want to scale up the relational database we can um, we can scale that only vertically so we can increase the capacity of the server or its processing power up to a limit but we can we can't scale a relational type of database horizontally so that is one disadvantage of having a relational database and another thing is like the unstructured data too much in place in applications these days like uh, for example in the case of a sci- website like a shopping site or some kind of uh, uh, social media sites like the facebook or twitter the the variety of data is so much high and the volume of data is also so much uh, different uh, it can it the data the volume of data is so high and the variety is also so high and the uh, and the velocity means the pace at which these data are coming into our application that is also too much high so three v's are there in place so when these three v's are placed uh, or when it becomes the characteristics of a data such kind of data is called a kind of a big data or it's kind of a scalable kind of data and some specialized mechanism storage mechanism needs to be in place for handling this type of data and and that is why the non sql systems are getting popular out these days although we are talking particularly about azure cosmos db which is a service from microsoft azure keep in mind that there are similar other services in different platforms as well for example in amazon it is called the dynamo db and in the google cloud it is called the Uh, big table so similar big table big query so similar uh, kind of uh, related services are provided by different cloud vendors out there so we are mostly using the cloud so hope you are having a familiarity with why we going for a cloud rather than creating a on premise infrastructure which cost a lot of upfront cost before uh, developing an application these days companies go for an approach like borrowing something from cloud just like we borrow electricity from a power grid and it follows a shared approach so that we have to only pay for what we are planning to use and not have to pay a lot of cost up front so that is the approach which usually these days everyone follow and in application development also organizations are follow such kind of approach so we Uh, plan to mo- borrow something from cloud and on such cloud offering for the nosql service is called the cosmos db so it's from the microsoft part and cosmos db is a kind of a multi model nosql database 
multimodal in the sense that those uh, with a different f- favor p- specific uh, developers like for example if someone is uh, comfortable with uh, having a mongodb or someone wants to migrate their mongodb database to cloud they can take advantage of this cosmos db's mongodb api and similarly those who have a proficiency in working with the sql based queries they can create a core sql based um, api while creating the cosmos db so that whatever way we interacting with the uh, cosmos db will be happening through pure sql but underlying the database is a kind of a no sql we will use sql queries like a select a star from uh, employees or select a star from customers uh, if you if you choose a sql api while creating a cosmos db database but underlying the technology is like it's kind of an uh, what in azure it is called atom record sequence or ars based so there is a system which translates these different apis to an underlying no sql db and what microsoft says regarding this is that this adds the possibility for adding future apis as well so currently if you look into the azure portal uh, and if you open if you open the cosmos db and if you start creating a new cosmos db account azure prompts you to select an api which is uh, basically around five categories of api which you can select so we can look into those apis first so currently now uh, there are around five apis in place but because of having this ars based model by which azure is having a system underneath that particular apis which translates these different apis into an underlying no sql db it it shows that in future azure can add more services as well maybe an oracle api or maybe something like a postgres api or something so that such developers will be able to interact with the cosmos db without having an idea about okay i am actually working uh, to a no sql database but still one thing to keep in mind here is like actually you have to model your data according to the particular non sql way uh, according to whatever uh, api you choose but um, all the translations will be handled off automatically by azure itself so let's look at some of the common apis that are currently available in azure so for understanding this thing you have to open the azure cosmos account inside an azure portal uh, so you can use a free account or something like that but keep in mind that azure cosmos db is a kind of a bit expensive on so if you not careful about how much actually you are spending uh, you may run out of that free account limit so that should be keep in mind and if it is ca- if it is a case of a pay as you go account keep that also in mind because if you are not careful and if you go on consuming the um, cosmos db Uh, it will cost you more so be careful to select the least powerful one from the uh, from the cosmos db so this least powerful ones it's called the kind of a way by called request units so when you create the azure cosmos db account and when you create the different database it prompt you to select the request unit that you want so what is request unit that is also important to understand so this request unit is a kind of a way by which the cosmos db uh, telling you that it you will we will provide you a kind of a bit capacity of cpu memory or data transfer uh, and they combine all that in such a way that uh, the um, so they created that in such a way that uh, they will define that in terms of request units so basically it means like to read a one kb of data it's like one um one request per unit so we can say like okay for read it cost one and for insert or update or delete uh, we can we can consider like three rus uh, request units per second so usually 
when they provide different request units they will categorize that into a kind of a container like for example 300 request unit per second or 400 request units per second so you can choose based on your requirements so the more the recur, uh, request unit will be the higher the performance you will get but the higher you have to pay for that so that is one thing you have to keep in mind so if you are trying out a free uh, version or something with which you have a limited budget only then it will be always good to choose the lowest request unit but that will be having a slight performance impact but you won't bother that much uh, because your plan was to, plan is to learn these things and not on the performance for a production ready activity production ready system you have to think these uh, request units carefully and you have to choose that carefully as well we will also look into what all different scalability options are out there so there are different scalability options also there we will discuss that as we going through this episode so first of all you have to select the lowest request unit and then uh, you can you have to select the available apis so you can select whatever api you are comfortable with so if you select a core sql api so you can use the sql queries to interact with the cosmos db no sql similarly if you select the table api the way by which you interacting with the azure cosmos db is through an table api kind of thing and similarly gremlin api is there and mongodb is a popular no sql vendor out there and those of you who coming from no sql uh, database and you are using a mongodb kind of api and if you have experience working with such kind of apis then mongodb api will be the chosen one similarly cassandra api is there but if you are not sure about which one to choose and if you have a familiarity with using sql then the core sql api is the one which i recommend just getting started with azure cosmos db because in addition to having this core sql api which is very easy to understand uh, because the syntax is very simple like for example select star from uh, uh, table or select star from something like that you can always use and in addition to that you have a set of server side programming also available in place so cosmos db offers a sql kind of server side approaches like uh, you can have a stored procedure or triggers or user defined functions provided if you choose the core sql api but if you choose the table api or the gremlin api or mongodb api you won't get the advantage of using a stored procedures or user defined function Uh, but that that stored procedure functions also being that in cloud it has some limitations which we will discuss a bit later but uh, having this core sql api provides you the options to choose that but that may not be feasible for all the projects some of the developers may be comfortable with uh, using the mongodb and they want to have mongodb from ashwar uh, from inside cosmos db so they should go for this uh, this particular mongodb api as well and those of you found a table kind of api like uh, there is also a table storage uh, service that is provided by ashwar from the ashwar storage so if you create an ashwar storage you would definitely have an table storage along with that particular ashwar storage as well but if you want more performance more scalable Uh, performance oriented db like cosmos db and you if you want to have a table api that is associated with that particular cosmos db you can go for the table api as well so that depends upon you so if you want a high performance highly available multi region uh, compatible service like cosmos db to have a table api for storing your logs or something or something of a critical uh, read write in- intensive uh, kind of thing you can go for the cosmos db table api and if you are not sure of anything just stick on with the core sql api so that is what i recommend then the next set of thing you need to understand while working with the cosmos db is the concept of partitions so um the 
way by which the cosmos tv store this kind of unstructured no sql data is through partitions so there is a concept called a logical partition and physical partition so the logical partition is the one which you as a developer should specify and ashwar on behalf of that logical partition would divide your particular uh, data in uh, different different physical partitions so that means that if you define a logical partition uh, then ashwar will set that particular logical partition uh, based data in a separate physical partition maybe one physical partition can have multiple uh, logical partitions as well but all those things will be managed by ashwar and you don't have to bother about anything so you can uh, instruct the ashwar like uh, i want this much of services this much of dtus like uh, we uh, not dtus the request per units like uh, we defined earlier uh, so we based on our requirements we have to select a request units the level of uh, um, availability we want the level of redundancy we want like uh, having available that database in multiple areas and all those things ashwar will handle behind the scene and how ashwar handles these things is by which <coughs> they um, ashwar stores this data in different different partitions called the physical partitions but that partition how they set this data in different partition is based on how you define the logical partition so you may be wondering how you as a developer can define a logical partition so you can specify a partition key while setting a uh, new database or no container in ashwar uh, cosmos db so that partition key is the one that should be unique one uh, and um it's an important decision you have to make because the selection of partition key Uh, uh, sets how uh, defines how your cosmos db will perform in uh, in uh, in times of scalability and in terms of peak load time so this is a primary design discussion and the performance uh, performance is gets affected by choosing the right key and if you choose a wrong key the performance will be negatively affected so uh, what kind of keys that i can choose for example if you have a shopping website or something uh, you can select a unique id um, for having a, as a primary key because if it is a kind of a shipping item or customer uh, i customer table you can select a unique unique one uh, with a high cardinality and distinctiveness of often time for example Uh, if you have a database uh, if you want to create a container or a database with a, a cosmos db container with a, uh, a primary key for example if you select a serial number or something that is a good choice but if you select a uh, item model or something that can cause skewness like uh, if Uh, too much of data it's inserting into the db and that data has the same primary key then what would uh, usually happens is if you select such a key like the model or something uh, every such data will goes into one partition and the other partitions will remain vacant so that caused skewness of data as well as it caused performance issues so the the right keys to choose that should be a unique key uh, but it need not have to be too unique but uh, it it has to be a unique one in the case of a phone number um, phone model storing database you can select a serial number as a key primary as a partition key uh, but not the model number because if you choose the model number maybe um, every such particular model will be goes into one partition one logical partition and ashwar based on that logical partition will store everything in one such partition so it the performance may get affected so if you not carefully select a distinct partition key uh, so that can cause another issue called the capping as well because 
when you choose a wrong key every data will falls in one particular uh, particular partition in the in the example which we just discussed the case of selecting a wrong primary key like the model number and if the customers are inserting a lot of uh, such particular model into the database as part of your application logic every such uh, data will goes into one such particular partition and after some time that partition may gets uh, overburdened and every request that is serving from that partition particular partition may be throttled so azure will automatically throttle that particular uh, request uh, particular reads from that particular partition if it is too much uh, so that can cause throttling so to avoid that you have to select a proper primary key <coughs> not primary key sorry partition key uh, for your cosmos uh, db uh, while creating a particular container so this is very important to understand uh, otherwise uh, that will cause uh, that will skew cost a skewness of data so the next thing this uh, these are some of the things which we need to understand while uh, creating a, a database in in azure cosmos db itself because at the point of uh, time where you start creating a database azure will ask you all these details like uh, please provide a partition key uh, please provide a container name please provide a database name and so on so you have to uh, carefully analyze the partition key and everything which you want to provide and you have to provide a unique key uh, which does not cost skewness or throttling of data because azure underneath the scene behind the scene it will be storing that particular logical partitions into different physical partition so however you define that in terms of this particular partition key defines how the actual data is served and how much performance you will get from that cosmos db so partition key uh, it's a uh, very important and once you created a partition key if you want to change that partition key the only option that remains to you is to new, create a new container and a new uh, partition key on that container then you have to migrate all your data to that particular uh, container so that means a bit of work is involved so at the beginning of the uh, creating the uh, container itself it is best best to identify a proper partition key then the second thing is how much you are going to pay for this uh, particular uh, cosmos db so there are different ways like uh, you can provision in advance like if you are confident that how much you are actually going to use how much uh, request unit that you want like we discussed earlier how much uh, data we are actually storing and if you are having an awareness of that you can always go for a provisioned one and that is the better approach but sometimes you may not able to identify like uh, how much users are going to consumer system at a particular point of time especially in some kind of applications like shopping websites so in that case you can go for an auto scale mode so that is suitable for handling the variable workload with confidence so that means that if you select auto scale the system can the cosmos db can serve the maximum uh, va maximum value which you set uh, at peak time and it can also uh, or scale down scale down in the sense that it can scale down up to 10% of the actual capacity it has Uh, but it uh, it won't goes beyond that it can goes beyond 10% of the actual capacity so that is called the auto scale so currently these are uh, the two provisions which uh, have we have in azure cosmos db and a new one is coming which is called the serverless which is the same as the concept of an azure function which means that you have to pay only for what you actually consume serverless means that we have to don't bother about any of the infrastructure at all and we have to pay only for what we actually use that is uh, that is built in seconds so that is another option uh, but currently that is in uh, not yet implemented 
and currently the only provision is like the um, only modes which we can choose is like the provisioned mode and the auto scale mode so provisioned mode is better but uh, some cases auto scale also can be used but it won't, won't scale down to zero in in the case of auto scale it can it can scale down to 10% uh, low uh, 10% of the actual maximum capacity which we set and uh, build it will be built accordingly so you have to plan uh, plan your um uh, request uh, plan your uh, uh, um uh, things accordingly and another thing is like uh, um uh, how you can set these particular provisioned or auto scale so you can set that at a database level or at a container level Uh, so you can uh, have if you create a new item new uh, and database and associated container you can understand the concept of database and con- containers in the azure cosmos db so this uh, different uh, costing models you can set for either a db or database or a container or for both and uh, billing is kind of a hourly billing and um, if it is serverless then you have to pay only for what you want to actually uh, use and that is it in the process and if you if you not carefully select the particular things like for example if you select a provision and if you select the lowest uh, request units wrongly then if a workload exceeds the provision the throughput the operations can fail so these all things you need to be aware of while selecting things so let's now understand how we can create a resource in the azure cosmos db there are different ways by which you can create a resource like a, either you can create it through an arm template which is the preferred approaches which the organization uh, considers these days uh, so that they can automate the things so once you have an arm template for creating a particular database and a container in azure cosmos db they can use that same template with variable parameters to automate so because it is a customizable and repeatable process and you can do that as well or you can create manually from azure portal as well and while creating you have to specify what type of api we want so along with the selection like uh, it will ask basically like uh, what what's the database name that should be unique firstly uh, when you create a new account in cosmos db you have to provide an azure uh, azure cosmos db account now and that will be the url which is used for accessing the azure cosmos db um so um you have to uh, you have to provide an unique account name and the next thing is like you have to provide a database name as well and the container name as well database and container name as well and you have to provide the partition key which is also very important and you have to also provide the request unit which you want and the type of uh, type of uh, type of cost like uh, uh, type of consumption model like the provisioned or the auto scale which you want to choose you can change that all later uh, like the uh, or provisioned or the auto scale but these primary key and the names uh, which you provide you can't change that later so you have to be a bit careful and prime and this part not primary key uh, apologies if i mentioned primary key again accidentally but uh, if you provide the primary key Uh, sorry if you provide the partition key wrongly that will have an impact on the performance so you have to provide a unique key uh, properly for that for its proper performance because this is one of the major thing uh, which many of the blog articles and many of the uh, tutorials always instruct you because the selection of primary key is very important and then you have to select select the api which you want to work with as we discussed earlier the cosmos db provides different apis like the core sql mongo db gremlin and the cassandra and based on your comfortability and your project requirements you have to select a particular api 
so that you can communicate using that api with the among um, with the cosmos db but underlying it is using an ars model by which uh, it um, assure automatically translates all your api calls to underlying no sql db so that will happen transparently and based on the api which you selected while creating the database uh, so the the data explorer um, interface also differs a bit so data explorer is an easy way by which easy option by which you can interact with these uh, azure cosmos db instances uh, so if you select a core sql it will show like uh, you can insert a document there uh, and you can query that using the sql normal sql query like you select the start from there but if you selected a mongodb api uh, it will show like a document based uh, approach and you, you have to use the mongodb specific uh, specific uh, languages for querying that particular db uh, whether it is from the uh, data explorer or whether it is through the azure sdk so your application in most cases will be uh, interacting with this cosmos db through the uh, sdks which is provided for different languages currently the sdks are provided for uh, .net core the node js java python uh, javascript and much more so you can check that and also an http api is also provided so in case if your language is not supported any of these sdks you can always go for an http rest api as well so that you can interact with the um interact with the cosmos db and the selection of the apis the which type of database you choose like the core sql or mongo db defines the way by which your application interact with the particular cosmos db as well so basically it acts like a kind of a intermediator this apis and it will transfer that particular calls from to and from your application so as i explained earlier if you select the uh, core sql uh, as a programming uh, core sql as an api while creating the azure cosmos db you have the additional uh, benefit of using the serverless code like the stored procedure the triggers as well as the user defined function uh, stored procedure has its own advantage and it is tied to that particular container and it is only available for core sql apis so using the stored procedure you can read update and delete the underlying no sql documents and it can have input parameters as well and the uh, that particular stored procedures can be executed from your application through sdk or from within the uh, azure portal through the data explorer so once you created a new database and add some items or document items in this nosql db in azure cosmos db so on the left hand side you can view the data explorer so that is the way by which you will be basically interacting especially in demos or um, for for understanding about what is inside your particular uh, container or database um, the the flow goes like this account then the database then the container so if you want to understand about what all document items are there inside that particular uh, nosql db you can go for the azure portal data explorer and the stored procedure uh, basically executes on that primary replica means uh, it's kind of an way by which it needs to sometimes it needs to read sometimes it needs to uh, update the data so it basically acts on that primary replica and it will be aut automatically distributed to different areas provided if you select the multi region or such kind of replications so we will go that in a bit later in this episode first let's understand that if you select the core sql this has this much advantages but there are some limitations as well Um, because even if you select this uh, stored procedure uh, don't think that it works on all the data because at the beginning of the session we understood that we have to provide a partition key while creating a database so this partition key defines the way by which these logical partitions are created so if you provide a unique key 
uh, the data will be evenly distributed among different partitions so that will be handled by azure but you have to provide that partition key and this sp the stored procedure works only on one partition at a time so that means uh, while querying or read something through that particular stored procedures which you are creating or whatever action you are performing through that stored procedure make sure to provide a key as well so that com- combined with that key it can easily go to a particular partition and can i identify these things so the partition key also needs to be um, uh, so it can work only on one partition at a time and uh, um, if there is a case where you want to work across multiple partitions and if your data is um, distributed evenly across the multiple partition which is usually a good strategy for performance but if you want to have operations across multiple partitions then sp is not a suitable one and another thing to keep in mind while using this stored procedure inside the cosmos db is that all operations are within a certain time limit that means it will azure can automatically throttle the request after that particular time and all your transactions that you written inside the uh, inside the stored procedure will be uh, will be rolled back so that is that thing also you have to be understood but uh, you can plan a kind of a mitigation bounded executions where one particular execution will chain to a separate one like a kind of a chunked approach where uh, you can use a kind of a continuation strategy um, but um, that's a bit uh, trickier to implement but you can implement that as well so these are some of the things which we understood and server side programming using this stored procedure or um this uh, uh, trigger or user defined function is always good because it has the additional flexibility and additional um, additional options that it provides but uh, the limitations also have to be understood so you can you can always um, you, you you can you always kind the one advantage is like you can always sequence a certain set of operations as a single unit it's called the asset transactions and if that particular set of transactions fail you can roll back that as well so that is also possible with this kind of uh, server side logic and uh, uh, that is also good for high performance writes as well then similar to the stored procedure there is the concept called a trigger and a trigger is also tied to a container and uh, it can also used for trigger can also used for read update and delete documents but the trigger does not have an input parameter like the stored procedure or uh, the user defined function uh, and um, you can use that as well so go to azure documentation to find more about the usage of these things and the similar to the stored procedure and trigger there is the concept called the user defined functions that is also tied to a container but uh, user defined functions are used particularly for querying the database and it will be capable of only reading the documents and not uh, otherwise so uh, limitations we already discussed about that so different kinds of programming languages are also supported its sdks are also provided by azure uh, for the dotnet core java node js and python and to connect to your particular azure cosmos db uh, an account endpoint url and an account key is required so account endpoint url is the one which uh, the portal azure portal can give you after creating an account in cosmos db so the url you can take it from there it is based on the account you provided so that is the only reason by which uh, the account name that you are providing for azure cosmos db has to be unique and also an account key a primary and a secondary account key is also provided so primary key is what basically we use and secondary key is also used in case of any compromise happened on the primary key or if you want to interchange the keys uh, periodically you can uh, you can do that as well so um 
to connect from your application uh, you can check out the different sdks and its different functions that are provided so that is also can be used but the core thing here is like uh, just like you can interact with your uh, underlying uh, no sql through different apis based on the api selection that the core sql or the cassandra or mongodb that way by which your application should be interacting with the and that is based on that particular api selection uh, your application needs to interact with that specific keys if you select a mongodb api your application should interact in mongodb terms and condition uh, terms and um, uh, constraints like uh, terms and languages to interact with the uh, interact with the azure cosmos db so in addition to that um, we can also integrate some of the other services one of the other service uh, in azure is called the azure functions which is good for serverless programming so you can combine the azure function and this azure cosmos db so how we can combine the things is like a different approaches we can choose like you can create an azure function trigger uh, from the azure portal create an azure function trigger and you can input bind from a cosmos db container so input binding is particularly used when you have an application scenario where you are storing something in azure cosmos db and you want to trigger something behind the scene and do something if you are saving some document in azure cosmos db and you want to update something based on that input you can write an azure function with the input binding as the trigger input binding you can provide different kinds of input binding if you are familiar with azure function so one way is like you can provide an http binding or another way is by which we can provide the uh, storage or the cosmos db binding as well so if you provide cosmos db binding whenever something is updated in that particular container which you set as the trigger the azure that corresponding azure function will be triggered automatically and you can write logic to do some some of the work behind the scene similar way uh, you can also set output binding to cosmos db container as well output binding means if uh, uh, your azure function is doing something and if you want to store something out to the azure cosmos db you can do that as well so that is also an option and another way is by which you can set the change feed and you can connect the change feed from the azure cosmos db and you can connect that to azure function trigger as well so that is another option then uh, while using as azure cosmos db uh, you have to be a bit careful about the cost and to understand about how much cost you want uh, to consider you can use different options like the one option is like you can start with a low cost one and you can you can check the cost graph which is within the azure portal inside the azure portal and inside that particular azure cosmos account which you created if you go to the overview tab on the left hand side that overview tab will be the default one you can view all the cost graphs that are associated with azure uh, cosmos db and on the left hand side you can also always look for the estimation as well like uh, if you uh, browse the container from the data portal and you can ch check the different kind of uh, uh, estimations then they Uh, cost uh, query status as well like uh, how much uh, cost your query is taking how much request unit that query is taking so one approach you can do is like uh, from the beginning of the session we understood that uh, we will be uh, we will be creating a new uh, cosmos db account and we will be creating a database and we will be specifying a request unit per second so the request unit we were not sure how much we our application actually want so once you developed an application uh, you can start with a lower request units at the beginning and based on some of the key queries that you are used from your application you can you can understand how much request unit that query is actually taking from this query status windows so query status windows can be 
navigate from the uh, data explorer and when you run a particular query Uh, you can understand the different cost that is associated with that particular query status and you can formulate a way by which how much uh, actual query your customers are going to uh, request or handle to uh, request or trigger to your application that may be an approximate on uh, initially and based on that you can set the query uh, from the query status you can understand the cost of query and similarly the azure cosmos db capacity calculator and the pricing calculator is also a good resource for identifying these uh, request units and uh, to correlate that with the actual cost and you can plan accordingly sometimes based on the cost you may need to lower the request per unit and you have to manage your application accordingly and um, the scale up and the auto scale and the provisioned capacity provisioned things are what we already discussed like uh, all these things uh, which we understand from the pricing calculator from the query status all those can be ulti- uh, is ultimately boiled down to choosing a kind of a provisioned or an auto scale approach and if you are selecting a provisioned approach make sure that you don't over provision at the starting because over provision may uh, cost more so compare the actual with the uh, approximate one and adjust it uh, adjust the provisioning as required once you get a fair idea about how much your application is actually using and another thing is like if, if you are using if you are uh, migrating from your on premise to your Uh, on-premise uh, environment to Azure Cosmos DB, then don't just uh, migrate everything from there as it is and uh, shift it to the cloud because in the cloud there may can be more uh, different levels of uh, uh, approaches which you can choose that you have more flexibility than that of an on-premise model. so if you rethink your decisions like uh, how can we uh, split the containers how can we set the different documents how can we set the partition key and if you rethink all things and if you can make it keep it simple and uh, formulate a strategy based on all these things like uh, how much uh, provisioning you set and then you incrementally move that to cloud then that will be a good approach because then the cloud can uh, save a, the cost otherwise what happens is you were for you were following a wrong approach in the uh, in your on premise db uh, on premise infrastructure and if if you are directly uh, switching from that particular to a cosmos db or migrating the data and that may not be a good approach so this uh, lift and shift approach is not a good strategy for uh, migration Uh, so you have to first lay out the model at the db level or a container level or a, or both of that and you have to prov- pick a proper partition key and provide a key that should evenly distribute the data uh, that should evenly distribute your ongoing data or your migrated data and um, and sometimes you have to tune your indexes as well so index by default all the Uh, properties that you created for your document are indexed but sometimes you have to tweak the index as well uh, index um, you ha- you don't have to index every property so you can provide the custom uh, or you can customize the index like uh, you can include the path or excluding the path so you, you can include the path to a particular value or a particular array element or an element below a node in that particular document structure a no sql document structure so you can uh, include or exclude different uh, different properties and you can uh, make it performance so for example for read write activities you don't need a index at all and sometimes to read from the database or read oriented um property you have to include that in index as well so that it gets a performant read operation and if you create a new document in the azure cosmos db which you can do that from the uh, data explorer um once you select an api and once you open the data explorer you can insert a new item so 
one thing which you can view from the time at the time of insertion is like when you insert a new document uh, into the azure cosmos db an id and an e tag will be automatically added by azure so these kind of properties are excluded by default uh, from indexing and indexing is uh, can be modified at any time so you can you can provide a best index if you and if you uh, you can give always give a, a tune your index fine tune your index as required because it does not have a impact on the performance and it will be an asynchronous operation that can happen and it does not affect the performance at all so feel free to modify your index as you like you have to select the best index as well so for this index and these performance options uh, azure document provides a good range of things which i can include that uh, at the Uh, description of the section so that you can always go there and can learn more things and another thing you can think about while uh, while uh, creating cosmos db applications to especially to improve the performances like in the queries uh, always use the where clause and the partition key so that based on the partition key that you provided in the query Uh, Azure can go to a particular partition and can read the particular uh, data from that particular partition. So that is one thing to be aware of. And if you are using an SDK, um, set the required properties like the um, like the max um, like the um, uh, maximum degree of parallelism. um so you can set the different values like a zero or one or two at the same time so the correct way to set the maximum degree of parallelism while using the sdk especially that is the way by which your applications parallelly triggering the uh, the azure cosmos db containers or um, uh, azure cosmos db partitions so the 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 parameter that you should provide to your application uh, the parameter name is like the max degree of parallelism so c0 can be set for a sequential way by which each and every request will be served sequentially but if you if you properly partition your cosmos db um, and evenly distribute your data you the maximum degree of parallelism should be set in equal to the number of partitions that your cosmos db have then um there are some other things also which you needs to be understand especially about the uh, especially about the global distribution of data so in cosmos db being a global database you have always uh, have the options to easily add and remove the multiple regions so that means uh, based on the number of regions you choose the cost will go up high a bit higher but the performance the availability of the application will be much better so you can choose different reg- uh, different regions for your global distribution so for that you can always select from the left hand side the um, the um, that particular um, um geo distribution you want and you can set the different regions as well so once you create an account in azure cosmos db and at any point of time from the left side menu from that particular azure cosmos db account interface you can select a particular uh, a partic- uh, you can enable the global distribution or the multi region and uh, you can add different regions and update that whenever you write and uh, it will be like uh, provide higher sls if you add more more regions and you based on that you have to uh, that you can always have the option to set multiple read write as well so if you set the multiple read write uh, or in multi region read write then the thing is like uh, you you have to set the conflict resolution also uh, so the different levels of uh, conflict resolution and the consistency are provided by azure 
according according to the needs of your application so all those things like the granular level of controls that you can put for your consistency level of your application usually in the consistency level we seen like a strong consistency and eventual consistency but in addition to that you can have five levels of granular levels of consistency which you can set for your cosmos db so uh, so such things you can set that easily from the uh, from the cosmos db dashboard on the left hand side there is a option for uh, assure default consistency so default consistency is the option which you have to uh, look for that so i can provide all the different links in this um, description of the podcast so that you can always go through there and understand these thing and you may be wondering how the backup and restore is happening so being this as a managed service backup is automatically handled by azure itself and it occurs on different schedule so the default one is like a four hours but uh, you can change that as required and the backups are stored separately and the restore should be happen through the azure support so you have to contact azure support for restore to happen so these are the things which we understood from uh, having a quick overview of, about uh, a cosmos db so i hope by listening to this podcast you will get a fairly quick overview about how you can use the azure cosmos db in your application and can start working on this so the equivalent service of this in other cloud provider like the amazon is dynamo db and then document db etc but azure is kind of a azure cosmos db is kind of a multi model by which it has the flexibility to choose the api based on your comfortability and you can interact with the underlying no sql database accordingly another way to understand this is like if you select a table table uh, store api then you may be actually creating a kind of a table storage based item and your interaction also may be kind of a table storage based on the partition key and associated thing um similarly uh, for uh, core sql the underlying data you can create will be a kind of a json based document db but you can also query the database using a normal sql like select start from uh, your particular uh document where where uh, that particular property equal to something and those are case sensitive as well so you can you can easily query that using the core sql if you select that one and another thing is if you select core sql there are some added advantages like a stored procedures triggers and user defined functions which you can uh, integrate into your cosmos db to make it serverless and you can also have the additional option additional flexibility to include that with the serverless i mean that uh, azure functions as well this is at the time of uh, recording this one 21st of august um 2021 maybe after some days maybe azure may include the serverless support for other apis as well in addition to the core sql um, but this is part i explaining at the time of recording this session so thank you very much for listening this session uh, have a nice day and on the coming coming uh, wednesday night 8 pm uh, indian standard time i will be planning to have a live event on azure cosmos db so we will see how we can create a new cosmos db we can understand how we can create the different table api different kinds of uh, apis like the uh, core sql or mongo db and what are the differences of all these things we also understand about the different options from the left hand side of that particular dashboard we also see some extra things uh, on the actual azure portal so if you are interested in having that particular uh, particular session please uh, please register for that so that you, you will get a link after the session 
so that you can always watch even though if you not register that you can still go to that particular meetup event and uh, check out the discussion area where i will be providing that uh, youtube record link as well so i hope um, i can include that youtube link now itself so if you are interested in directly uh, watching the session um online or even after the session you can go to my youtube channel and that will be available there as well with all that uh, thank you once again for listening this podcast H- have a nice day and uh, have a great uh, weekend ahead thank you Th- thank you for listening again thank you for listening this podcast If you are interested in learning more from Vishnu kindly subscribe coding talks from any of your favorite platforms including Spotify Apple podcast iTunes Google podcast and Stitcher have a nice day and hope to see you over in the next episode